Hey guys, and welcome to the first ever video here on the brand new channel, Theories Tales. I'm super excited to get started, so I want you to sit back, relax, grab yourself some food or a snack or some water, whatever you want, maybe some hot tea, and chill out to this part one of my very first short story right here. Now I intend to eventually bring this to life in some sort of way, and I might even do that in this first video, but right off the bat I just want to get this out to you guys so there's something here on the channel and you can enjoy it because I'm pretty excited about this story. I just started to write one thing that came to mind and in the end it ended up with this tale. So let me know where you want the story to go at the end, but of course for right now, let's begin. The Chosen One, Part 1. William looked to the almost clear navy sky, observing the small patch of clouds that would cover the fully lit moon in a few moments. The air was calm, a soft breeze flowed through his linen button-up shirt. Closing his eyes, he felt the serenity of the sea, and the warmth of the sand blanketing his feet. Well, time to go back to the room, I suppose. As his vacation neared to an end, he turned away from the beach and set foot for the path back to the city lights. When he heard an audible noise from the sea, it wasn't a person, but rather a metallic kind of humming. Quickly turning on his heel in the sand as it dispersed outwards, the sudden and abrupt movement billowing the same shirt that was just a moment ago, so calm. Out in the water, a glowing blue light emanated from beneath the ocean surface. What? said William, unaware he spoke aloud. He had been on the beach for nearly an hour, and never once saw or heard such a thing his entire trip. Curiosity getting the best of him, he approached the shoreline as he looked for anything that would give him the faintest of clues as to what was causing such a bright light. Maybe someone was trapped and they needed his help. No time to waste. William took off his shirt and left his phone and keys at the shore. Please be here when I get back. He spoke to the inanimate objects as if they were listening. He was always funny like that, speaking to things that clearly weren't alive, yet he always felt like they were, for some odd reason. I guess that's why he ate lunch in the stairwell at school. The water was warm, the tropical weather kept the shallow end nice and hot. As he got deeper into the sea, he realized he had submerged himself in order to find the person down there. Okay, big breath. Diving under the water, William opened his eyes as the salt burned, but he didn't care. He spent most of his time out at sea swimming like a fish, so he was quite used to the initial sting. As he swam deeper and deeper towards the light, the pressure was building in his ears, but it did not sway his determination. He never experienced a sight like this before, darkness all around yet in front of him always illuminated with a bright blue tinge, algae and sand vividly visible. There was no person, not even a fish in sight. It was beneath the sand that this light was so luminous, so bright that whatever was creating this was peeking through the cracks of the ocean's surface, it seemed. His breath was beginning to shorten. It was almost time to come up for air. So he began to dig into the sand, closing his eyes as the light was so bright it began to blind him. The more he dug his fingers, the deeper the hole went, as if caving in on itself. Half of his body already now into the hole, he kept going until, uh-oh, he thought. The dizziness and disorientation settling in, air! He desperately swam for air. Up and up he went, almost blacking out until... <sighs> he could feel the air fill his lungs, coughing up salt water while he did. As he settled down and wiped his eyes, he let out a shriek. No! Where am I? Help! Hello? The panic began to settle in, 
As he looked around like a lost dog in water, trying to conserve as much energy as possible, yet freaking out more than ever. Help! Hello! He yelled out into the nothingness of the sky. The sky, he thought. Where'd the moon go? And what happened to the light in the ocean? He couldn't see it anymore. The sky itself was weird. It wasn't navy or black, but rather almost glowing, yet dark, if that made any sense. (sighs) Oxygen deprivation, he said to himself. I must be losing it. Whoa! As something swam past him in the water, Will freaked out and tried to swim in a direction, but he didn't know which until he felt a beast lift him out of the water, forcing his legs to either side. A giant fin moved under him, carrying him at astounding speeds. Whoa! Slow down! Who are you? This is incredible! William loved fast things, but he never felt anything like this dolphin before. What are the odds, he thought, looking down until he noticed the... This was not a dolphin, but rather some amphibious creature that he had never seen before. And it was in control of where they were going, and at alarming speeds. Hey, hey, stop! The creature didn't listen. If anything, it sped up faster, taking them to an island in incredible speeds. William walked on the shore, turning to thank the creature, but found nothing there. Without a sound, it was gone. Was it even there in the first place? The cool sand illuminated beneath his feet by a light source that he could not identify. Shining pale blue as he walked further into the darkness, he found himself alone on this small recluse island, surrounded by the sea. Where was he? This didn't make any sense. Laying down on some leaves that he picked for bedding, William decided to get some rest. Maybe this was all just a bad dream. Yeah, rest. That's what he'll do. As he closed his eyes and nodded off, only to be woken by what seemed like moments later by the tide's waves sprinkling him with salt water. Opening his blurry eyes, it was daytime. The sky green, the sun white, and the sand blue. He realized he must have held his breath for way too long. None of this made sense. A boat sat at the shore with a big bulbous creature holding two paddles. Come on, let's go. The creature beckoned towards him in an unusually, tumultuously pitched voice that didn't really match his body, and then sometimes would. Uh, what are you? Who who are you? No time to answer. Come now, you. Village, wait. What the f... I don't... William didn't know what to say. (laughs) He moved forwards, looking around at this weird place. The smell of fruits lingered in the air, his stomach hungry as can be. As he got onto the boat, the big creature began to row. Um, excuse me, sir. Where, uh, who... No talk. Village, wait! This guy wasn't much help. He only made William more confused. It seemed like they were rowing for hours. Why couldn't the sea creature from last night just pop up again and help me? Yeah, you know what, I'm sure. If I jump ship... I'll get out of here. He'll probably come to my aid. William stood to jump into the ocean when two arms quickly reached out to hold him in place, while the other two arms of the creature rode the boat. What? What are you? Where am I? What is going on? 
William was losing his cool. It's one thing to see that weird fish that delivered him, another to be under a green sky over blue sand in the middle of the ocean, but this alien-looking creature now springs out two new arms on top of the two that he already has? No. Listen, pal, I want answers, and I want them... As William looked up at the shore, there were hundreds of even weirder-looking creatures all waiting for him. Human-looking, but definitely not human. And they all carried black-boned spears. They didn't look very friendly. If anything, they looked like a primitive tribe. Well, this was awkward. As they arrived at shore, they all stood waiting for him. William stepped off the rowboat, glanced at his captain, who now reverted back to just two arms. That's nice. His giant underbite and tusks poking out of his mouth. William walked through the crowd as they all opened up and made way for him, all staring at him with menacing eyes, anger, jealousy, interest, and some might even call hatred. But why? As the crowd opened up to an obsidian jewel-encrusted staircase, leading to an elegant-looking god-like creature carrying a scepter, everyone in the village bowed, and the king, William assumed it was their king, stood as he gracefully walked down the steps, coming face to face with William. Maybe seven feet tall, towering over him his muscular build, green large eyes peering into William's soft blue human eyes. The king walked around William as if smelling him, observing him, basking in his very essence as the entire village peeked through their bowing status. The king gripped his scepter, which also kind of looked like a spear, William couldn't really tell, ready to pierce through William, who only assumed was an outsider, clearly. He shut his eyes tight, ready for this to be it, when he heard a massive roar and cheering from the king, only to be followed by the hundreds of villagers all chanting, Ubayaki, 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 Ubayaki. They were doing flips and dancing. All of a sudden, a band started beating drums, like some strange instruments that were playing that William had found extremely foreign to anything that he had seen or heard before, but oddly riveting and blood pumping. The king grabbed William, shaking him by the shoulders and grinning with rows and rows of big teeth. Some beings in the village even looked to be crying. William couldn't help but smirk, yet feel absurd at the same time. What the heck is going on? He thought to himself. If only I can get away to the water, maybe that creature will pick me up again. He saw an opening and he ran for it. William took it through the villagers and jumped off a small cliff into the ocean, swimming away into the sea, waiting for the creature, which sure enough, came to pick him up. Yeah, hey buddy, all right, come on, take me out of here, man. Go, go, go. What, no, 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 not that way, the other way. The creature returned William to the shore. This time, the villagers angry, not understanding anything, confused, insulted. The king, a smile on his face, ordered his guards to grab William and take him through the jungle, leading to a massive palace, encrusted with jewels and rock, crystals that William had never seen before, colors that he had never seen before with his own eyes, combinations of oranges and purples, greens and blues, yellows and reds, as if his eyes were able to see new rays of light never before known to man. Flamed torches of blue, green, yellow, and red all burned on the walls, making the crystalline floor shimmer and dance like a rainbow along the magnificent architecture. Wow, this place is amazing. 
he thought to himself. The king, who somehow now was already sitting on his other throne, waited for William as the villagers began to wait outside the palace. Their tongues could be heard until the big doors shut, and then it was as quiet as ever. The king bellowed, to which William had no clue what to say. He stood there in the middle of the palace, shirtless and still damp. Uh, sorry, I don't know what that means. Uh, uh, I'm William. Clearly there was a language barrier, when all of a sudden a droid came in shaped like a purple box, with a little round top for a head. It began to cycle through different languages that all seemed foreign to William until landing on, yeah, finally, English. Oh, you speak English, William said. Brilliant. Uh, where, what, what, what is this place? Am I, am I going to die? The droid chuckled if that was even a chuckle, as he moved closer and told William that the king wants to speak with him, but first he must bow. Ah, well, okay, makes sense, he thought. He got angry because I wasn't bowing. Okay, well, here you are, William said sarcastically, as he bowed, all those years watching samurai and martial arts movies finally coming in handy. The showing of one's neck and head is a sign of submission and trust to whomever they bow to. It is a sign of great respect here in Otuonka, said the droid. I see, said William. Can you ask him where I am? How did I get here? The droid translated for the king. William looked confused as he waited for the droid to hesitantly turn back to him and reveal the translation. King Rikota says... The village has waited 10,000 years for you. You are the chosen one. William took a step back, at which the guards all got tense and moved forwards. They didn't like that. I... I'm sorry, I, I don't know what you're talking about. The droid translated back to the king, to which he became quite frustrated, grabbing two devices from one of his servants and throwing it to William. Athletic as he was, he ended up catching it, but luckily motioning him to put one piece to his neck and one piece to his temple. The droid instructed him properly, and William obliged. The king spoke again, and this time William could understand everything. They do not enter the eye of Raptoru. The eye of what? The king walked towards William, his elegant cloak floating in the wind behind his long strides. You entered the eye of Raptoru. This only was opened twice in 10,000 years. The one before, and now you. Who sent you here? William had no idea what the heck he was talking about. The eye of what? Look, I just saw some lights in the ocean. I was on vacation and I decided... It hit him. That wasn't a light. That was no light. That was the eye that this king speaks of. That was... No way! Was that a portal? Asked William, excited and scared. The king walking away turned on his heel. Oh, so the boy has a brain after all. William took great offense to that. He may not have had many friends or been super popular, but his smarts outweighed any of that by a mile. I... <sighs> yes, William said. 
I entered the portal, but I didn't know it was a portal. Is that what happened? I'm in some other place? How do I get home? He started to panic on the inside, and the king glanced down at his sternum, as if able to see his vitals and heart beating faster. Could he? You are the first in 10,000 years, and now you have been brought to us. The eye only opens when the chosen one is near, otherwise it remains closed, never to be seen by anyone but the one it desires. Chosen? For what? I'm no chosen one, said William. Oh, not chosen one. Did you or did you not arrive here? I mean, yes, I did, but this has to be a mistake, a dream. The king approached William, his tall stature face to chest, as he towered over the boy, leaning forwards. If you are dreaming, then that means the nightmare hasn't even begun. William took a step back in fear. Things just became very serious. Wait, wait, wait. Why am I the chosen one? What's so special about me? The king's advisor rushed to intervene. My lord, he doesn't even know his own lineage. He is pathetic. Just another useless one like the last. He will lead us to extinction this time. The king paid no attention to his advisor and spoke directly to William. We will see in time. Yes. The doors opened abruptly and the king's guards knelt on one knee as they said the invaders are entering orbit. Invaders, William thought. What the heck? This is heavy, man. What? Am I, am I seriously sleeping? Maybe I hit my head somewhere. Maybe I'm dead. The king pressed a button located on his armrest hidden behind a movable piece of crystal as loud bells could be heard from the village. Villagers beyond the gates could be heard from even within the palace as they screamed and all ran to their homes. What's happening? said William. The king grabbed his spear and four guards rushed to him as they adorned him with the most illustrious and beautifully aggressive armor William had ever seen. Encasing himself in black obsidian crystal, layered like a dragon's scales, with edges of luminous gold and red shimmering, as if enchanted with some sort of magic. If that were even possible, the scales all were shimmering like the ceiling of a cave reflecting moving water. Electrical nodes moving through the armor as it was bolted onto his body. He stood there, staring at William as his servants readied their lord, finally putting his helmet on. Answer me! What is going on here? What are those alarms? The king smirked, and his eyes told all. The nightmare is here. This is the end of part one of the Chosen One story. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me know where you think that the story could go from here. I really enjoyed writing this first part. If you want me to continue the story, of course I will. Please leave a like on the video and comment down below where you think the story could go. Maybe I'll incorporate some of your entries. So until I get to part two, thanks so much for listening to this first ever short story here on the channel. Hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Have a fantastic day.